Thanks for joining me for this week's episode, uh, Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Want to get into the NBA playoffs and the playoff or playing scenarios that we have. Uh, the two days left in the regular season ends this Sunday. Uh, we'll have the enshrinement for the NBA Hall of Fame tomorrow on Saturday, uh, which will be pretty emotional since Kobe's getting inducted and uh, we won't get to see him or hear his speech. Um, you have Michael Jordan giving his speech along with um, uh, Vanessa Bryant. And then other inductees will be uh, Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett and Kim Mulkey, uh, women's college basketball head coach who's now for LSU, but uh, spent all those years with Baylor. And then Aaron Rodgers, I wanted to change my mind on that. Um, I said last week that he would retire just because it seemed like they were going to come to an agreement. But now you know, learning more about his current contract, he would have to pay back $30 million to the Green Bay Packers. Um, so I don't see him retiring. Uh, apparently, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, leaked information about what his demands are. He wants assurance that uh, he's going to be the guy and he wants a, a contract extension, you know, kind of for, hey, this is the end of your career here. Here's three, four years, and then you retire. He wants some assurance that he's going to be the quarterback until he decides to retire. Um, he, he wants to basically, you know, handpick players that he wants to play with and he wants a GM fired. Um, and reportedly the Packers have offered him a contract extension and then, uh, you know, two sides are working on, on something, you know, working on, um, fixing that relationship there. It seems like the only trade destination right now would be the Denver Broncos, maybe the Raiders. You know, it was said those report that he was intrigued by them. Uh, but yeah, like like I said last week, I'm not sure what the Raiders would trade back for him. Was you know, I guess Carr and you know had to have to be some young talent there and uh, multiple first round picks. But I think it's more likely that he he probably stays in Green Bay. Kind of made a, a big deal out of this just to to get an extension and to get assurance that he's going to be a starting quarterback there. Um, so that's probably more likely than retirement. And then if it doesn't come to that agreement, he'll probably forego that 30 million, but that's a lot of money to have to pay back to the Green Bay Packers. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't have access to millions like that. So I, I can't comment from experience, but I would say, I would probably say, you know, no matter how, how rich you are, it's hard to give up $30 million when you could avoid, doing that by playing for the team that you currently play for um, no other update on Deshaun Watson um, his trade value is basically zero right now no one's gonna even touch that um, but you know the the Texans have taken precautions regarding that with um, you know drafting quarterback and then they brought in uh, Tyrod Taylor and then they also drafted what's his name David Mills from Stanford um, so they're expecting some issues there. And then back to the Green Bay Packers, they're doing the same thing. They signed Blake Bortles. You know, they, they're they're looking at other veteran uh, backup quarterback options or potentially starting quarterback options. But, you know, with them signing Blake Bortles, that tells me that, you know, they don't truly believe in Jordan Love. You know, they they don't know what they have in Jordan Love. They haven't seen him. He hasn't practiced a lot because, you know, COVID last year. And, you know, they had shortened uh, OTAs or canceled OTAs and didn't get to practice as much. And, um, you know, they didn't have preseason or it was shortened. And so, you know, there's going to be some some uh, trepidation there because they haven't fully seen what Jordan Love has. And that tells me that, you know, that's why they want to keep Aaron Rodgers because if they knew what they had in Jordan Love, 
there would be leaks, you know, outside of, from the front office saying, oh, Jordan Love in practice, he was great. Oh, look at this clip. Jordan Love is great. He's going to be so good when uh, Aaron Rodgers retires. You know, you always hear rumblings about that. Uh, but, you know, since you haven't heard that, that tells me that, you know, Jordan Love isn't ready. And the Packers know that and everyone else knows that. Um, so pretty much seems like Aaron Rodgers has the leverage here. Uh, but he doesn't have a no-trade clause or anything like that. So he can't really choose where he wants to go. So they could basically trade him anywhere, you know, whoever, whichever team wants to give up the most for him. Probably won't be anywhere in the NFC. It would probably be in the AFC. But uh, So you look at the teams who are in desperate need of a quarterback, and the Broncos have been struggling for a while. You know, they have some good young talent there, but, um, you know, they do need need that quarterback to put them over the top, possibly. And then um, I guess, I mean, the Raiders aren't really in the market, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers would be an upgrade. Uh, so moving on to the NBA playoffs, you know, you have, we have the play-in starting here soon. Um, I think it's on the 18th. And then, so in the West, the teams who, who clinched a play, uh, play-in game are the the Golden State Warriors, Memphis Grizzlies, and the San Antonio Spurs. Um, and then in the East, you have the ones who have, who have clinched those are the Boston Celtics, the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, the Indiana Pacers, and then with a couple games left, I guess if the Wizards lost two in a row and then the Bulls won two in a row, then the Bulls would get the 10th spot. Um, but I don't see that happening. You know, Washington, they just have to win one more and they clinch. Um, so I'll say Washington's going to be in there. And then in the West, it's uh, Portland has to win one of these next two games, or they have to win this next game. Uh, for them to clinch the sixth seed and stay out of that playing game. Because right now the Lakers are seventh at 40 and 30. Um, so they have to win both of their games. Um, and then they need Portland to lose for them to tie. And then they get uh, then they get into the sixth seed. I don't think they, they care about that really at all. So this is how the play-in tournament works. So they have the first game is the seventh seed. In the standings by winning percentage will host the eighth team with the winner of the seventh seed earning the seed in the playoffs. So moving on and playing and then playing uh, the first seed. So that means the Lakers will host the Warriors the way it's built out right now. And then so the losing team gets another chance. Okay, that's weird. So I got to figure this out. So okay, so the loser of that plays in game three. So, I think game two is the ninth team will host the tenth seed, and then the winner will play a game three, and then the loser of the nine ten is eliminated from competition at all. So then the loser of seven and eight seed, they play the they host the winner of the nine and ten matchup, and so the the winner of that becomes the eighth seed in the postseason and then the loser doesn't move on so if if that made sense to you then then awesome that didn't really make sense to me i just i guess there's three games to determine who who's going to be the the last two seeds so seven and eight play okay and the winner of that is automatic lock for to go in the playoff series and they get the seventh seed and then the loser plays the winner of 9 and 10 and then that determines who becomes the 8th seed that makes sense 
So they, they each get one game to determine if they're going to make the playoffs. So 7-8 and eight right now in the West, it's going to be the Lakers and the Warriors, which is a crazy matchup for a play-in tournament. That's why, you know, you like the play-in tournament. They have this one game. But, you know, this is a time when I wish it was a series that they play. You got LeBron and Steph, which is a great matchup. We've seen them so many times in the finals playing against each other. And now we see them in a play-in game potentially um but you know i don't i don't know about the lakers though you know they've been injured and you have lebron's been sitting out a lot ad's been kind of up and down when he's since he's been back um i do think you know the lakers if they're fully healthy they'll win that game i don't know about lebron's health because he played a couple games then he sat out again so i don't know if he was having tightness again or having some uh or was it a rest concern? I don't know. But I don't think they're worried about the playing because I think they could beat Golden State. You know, like who's going to guard and stop Anthony Davis? And then, you know, you're pretty much just going to have to have Steph Curry score 50, 60 points right right there uh, during that game unless you have Andrew Wiggins played like he played the other game. Um, and then the other game there would be Memphis and, and San Antonio. Um, I guess Memphis. I don't know. I haven't watched either of them that often this season. Um, so after that, you'd have, I guess, yeah. So, you know, if you have the Lakers win seven and eight matchup with Golden State, then like I said earlier, the loser of that, which I think would be the Warriors, they would play the winner of nine and 10. And then the winner of nine and 10 would be, or the winner of eight and, and the nine and 10 matchup would uh, be the eighth seed. So then I think Golden State would be either, either Memphis or San Antonio. So I think the Lakers and the Warriors are going to be the 7-8 seed in the playoffs because I, I just think they're the better team. If this all makes sense, then and you're with me right here with what I'm saying, then good good on you because it's a, it's a lot to kind of uh, take in. And then in the East, you have the Boston Celtics who've been a, a, just a major disaster this season. Now, I was looking back on uh, my my uh, season predictions earlier in the year, and I had the Celtics as the fourth seed, and they have not lived up to that at all. Uh, they just lost Jalen Brown to a, a season-ending injury with his wrist. Um, so they're pretty light there, and they're just like a mentally weak team. They have no mental toughness at all. They're not physically tough. They get blown out a lot, and then they find it hard to, to fight back. So uh, I think they're going to lose. Easy, they're easily going to lose that game, and then after that, so the, right now, the, the way it's at, it's uh, Boston 7 and Charlotte at 8. So they would play each other. Uh, but, you know, the last three teams there in the East, are, they each have 33 and 32 wins. So they could it could change depending on these last two games. But right now, Boston and Charlotte play each other. I like the way Charlotte's playing. They got LaMelo Ball back, probably Rookie of the Year, uh, depending on who you ask, I guess. And... I just like the way that they play. You know, they they play up and down, and you know they they play hungry. In Boston, they just seem like they're already quitting. You know, um, so I have Charlotte winning that one, and then Boston would have to play the winner out of uh, Indiana and Washington. I love the way Washington's playing right now. You know, they've struggled the last couple games without Bradley Beal, but Russell Westbrook has kept them in the games and put up big numbers. And you know, I hope I think they're going to get Bradley Beal back. They're kind of resting him because you know they pretty much have this play-in uh, tournament spot locked up. And then I would have Washington beating Indiana and then uh, Washington playing Charlotte. And um, I get, oh, I guess that would, that would make it. So Charlotte would be, 
would be the uh, the eight seed or the seven seed, and then you'd have Washington as the eight seed. So that that's how that would be, and then so with the standings so far and with those predictions, you'd have the Sixers playing uh, the the Wizards in the first round, and then the Brooklyn Nets playing the Charlotte Hornets, and then the Milwaukee Bucks playing. The New York Knicks, who are the sixth seed, happy for New York, uh, finally back in the playoffs, and Julius Randle's been playing out of his mind, uh, probably most improved player in the league. Uh, but I don't know how they would be able to stop Giannis, you know, and that that Bucks team. And then you have the four, the four seed and the five seed matchup, uh, the Atlanta Hawks and the Miami Heat. Atlanta has had quite the resurgence since um, since they they fired uh, their head coach and hired Nate McMillan. I had them penciled in at the six seed in the beginning of the season, and the Heat at the third, so a little off there. They're four and five, um, but you know I just think it comes down to defense for this this series. And uh, Miami's just a tougher team. You know uh, the Hawks can't stop a nosebleed. They're deep offensively, so if they're trying to outscore them, they they can do that. But um, you know they got to be able to get some stops, and I don't think they can. Um, but you know. We'll we'll see on that matchup. Um, as far as the NBA Finals goes, I have, uh, I have you know I know Brooklyn. They haven't played. They've only played like what four, maybe five games together. The big three, uh, KD and Kyrie and and James Harden. Um, you know, I just think talent wise, you know, they they may be struggling with with chemistry and stuff. And I know this the um, the Sixers have beat them, but they didn't beat them with all the guys that they have. Um, and I just think. With those three, if you have Kevin Durant, he's basically unstoppable in the mid-range. And then you have Kyrie and Harden. You know, when Harden's running the point and he's getting other guys involved and, you know, and then he can he can still hit you with the three and then he can drive in the lane and and kick it out. And I just feel like they have they have the, the best three players right there on their team and, and no one can stop them. Um, you know, the, the only teams that I think would have a chance would be, you know, Philly or... Uh, Milwaukee, because who's gonna who's on that team is gonna be able to guard uh, Embiid, and who's gonna be able to guard Giannis? You know, I don't think anyone on that team is gonna be able to. You know, maybe the, a couple years ago you could say KD, but you know after his Achilles injury, he may, might not be able to move that quickly on defense. Um, so I think it's a three-headed race in the East. I mean, I, I've I've had my issues with Milwaukee. They've played a little better uh, recently, but you know in the playoffs, you know they they just don't come through. They did add some weapons, a couple different pieces there, so we'll see if it, that translate and translates into uh, playoff success. But you know, I think they have to get to the finals, or at, at the very least, the conference finals, for it to be a successful season. You know, I don't think they they can win it, but you know, they got to be able to get to those teams. Um, and then, you know, as far as the bottom half uh, of the standings and the playoff picture, I think. You know, maybe Miami has a chance. You know, um, they've struggled all season, but you know they were there last year, and they're a tough team. Um, you know, they're they're gritty, and I think that would be the only other team that I could think that can has an outside shot. But um, when they're matched up against Brooklyn and Philly, I don't think they could beat them. You know, they can beat Milwaukee for sure. They beat them last year, and I think they're already in uh, Giannis's head, so they can handle him. And speaking of Miami Heat, you see, you Udonis Haslam, he's. Uh, 40 years old, been in the league for 18 seasons. Checks into the game yesterday against uh, the Sixers for the first time this year. 
scores four points. He's in there for two and a half minutes, and he gets he gets two technicals. He gets ejected for trying to fight Dwight Howard. Man, it was so funny. He's been in the league for a long time, but I, I just thought that was funny. He was out there trying to send a message like, hey, we don't care if you're the number one seed. We're coming for you guys. Um, so that was fun to see him back in uh, back in the game and causing some trouble there. And then as far as the West, uh, Western Conference, you would have uh, you would have the Lakers at the eight, as the eighth seed. Oh, no, the Lakers as the seventh seed and then the Warriors as the eighth seed. So with those standings, you'd have Utah playing Golden State in the first round. Now, I know everyone wants to pick uh, Utah because they're, they're, the be- they're the better team record-wise and stuff, but Donovan Mitchell's been out for... He's missed 14 games now. Mike Conley has been out for about two, three weeks now. Um, so I don't know if they're having serious injuries or they're just like getting rested for the playoffs because um, Utah feels like they have the, uh, the number one seed locked down, but... I think the war the Warriors they they beat Utah like a couple days ago, you know, and I think in the series I think they can beat them four times. Um, I don't know if if this Warriors team has it, if they can beat Utah for four times, you know that that'd be tough to a tough sell for me. Um, so I'll say Utah is going to win that one. Phoenix, you know, it's going to be tough for Phoenix. You know, they've you know I had them penciled in at seven, you know, in my preseason standings predictions, but you know they have they have improved dramatically. They're at number two in the West, and then if they win out, if they end up being tied with Utah with the, with the same record after uh, these couple days, they own the tiebreaker on Utah, so they would get the number one seed. And I think if I'm Golden State, I would rather see Utah than Phoenix, because uh, the way Phoenix plays, like they Phoenix can beat uh, beat Golden State. They're they're a tougher matchup, I think, for Golden State than Utah is. Um, for but if it's Phoenix against the Lakers. And the Lakers are fully healthy. I'm gonna pick the upset. You know, I know, you know, uh, Phoenix probably has a coach of the year, and you know, Chris Paul has been been getting the respect that he deserves and getting some MVP talk. But who's gonna guard Anthony Davis? Who's gonna stop Anthony Davis? And who's gonna stop LeBron James? You know, um, I don't think DeAndre Ayton's there. You know, my my only issue with the Sun supporting cast is is like the inexperience in the playoffs, and like, are they really? taking that next step or is it going to be just you know regular season team that has you know great regular season record that's you know that doesn't doesn't get that win and and move on in the playoffs so um i'm gonna go with the experience of the lakers and lebron lebron's gonna get he's ready for the playoffs it's hard for me to bet against lebron especially against an inexperienced phoenix team who hasn't been that high in the standings in a long time and hasn't been a high seed like that in the playoffs in a while um so i'm gonna say the lakers are going for the upset right there and then after that, you have uh, the 3-6 matchup. You have the Clippers and, and uh, the Blazers. Now, the Blazers have been they've been kind of up and down. I hope uh, Damian Lillard's a little healthier now. But they, they've been, I think they got uh, swept in the regular season series matchup against the Clippers. Um, as much as I liked Portland this season, it, it appears that they're their off-season acquisitions and trades and stuff, and um, it just hasn't worked out for them. You know, they haven't taken that next step that everyone thought they would. They can't stop anyone on defense, and apparently Terry Stotts is is coaching for his job. You know, they said, you know, barring a miracle, that he's going to be fired at the end of the season. I'm not sure if that's the right move. I think they gotta they gotta bring in another another big player, big name player. Um, and I'm not even sure who who they could bring in though. Um, they I thought they should have gotten Aaron Gordon. 
Kevin Love has has mentioned that he wants to come back to to Oregon. He's from Lake Oswego. He would love to play for the Portland Trailblazers, but I don't like a couple years ago. Sure, you know that would be great, but now it's like okay, like he seems like he's kind of at the end of his his rope there, um, and he's always injured. Same with Carmelo Anthony. Like I like the Carmelo Anthony move, but they got him two years too late. You know, three years too late. They're trying to recruit him. He's like, I don't want to go to Portland. And then you know, he felt like he realized that that was his last choice there his last option was to go to portland and he finally went to portland but it's just like they make these moves too late and i don't know if it's terry stotts i mean they have good defensive players like they have some you know single individual defensive players but nurkic is always injured you know their team is always injured and they're they always have to uh you know find their their chemistry again and uh, i just i don't know i don't think it's this year so if that's the case with terry stotts if, if he does need to make a deep run uh, to save his job, then I think he's going to get fired because I just don't see them being the Clippers. You know, in the past, maybe last year, yeah, but this year, no. And then that four or five matchup, um, you'd have Denver and Dallas. Uh, Dallas is they have uh, they've played a lot better recently. You know, they they started off really slow because because um, of Luca's injury, and so but Denver. Jokic is the MVP. I don't want to have a whole argument about this. You know, I know a lot of people were talking about Embiid, but he did miss those games, and uh, and they are the number one in the East. But you know, I think with Jokic, you, he hasn't missed a single game, and he basically plays a he's like point center. It's amazing. He brings the ball up, and he's just like he's such a great passer. He he finds the open man. He initiates the offense. He's a scorer. You know, he needs to work on his defense though, but. Um, He's helped. I think he's helped a lot with uh, with Michael Porter's uh, resurgence. Michael Porter has taken that next step. He's averaged, I think, was it like twenty five points per game since um, since Jamal Murray went down. Um, and then since it was like right after Jamal Murray went down, they won like five straight games. And then he's kept them afloat in the top four seeds. Everyone thought that their season was done, but you know, like I said a couple episodes ago, that I think. They still have the talent to make a deep run in the playoffs. You know, in certain situations, it'll it'll definitely affect them because you know they've t- took a step back from who their starting port guard is now. But Jokic is the best player on that on that team, and it can be argued that Michael Porter Jr. when he's on, he's the second best player, and Jamal Murray with his inconsistency, he's probably the third best player on that team, um, just because he hasn't found a rhythm where he can day in you know game in game out where he can he can bring that same. Uh, type of scoring and efficiency he's been really consistent for some reason but um, I have Denver winning that that playoff series you know I think it's uh, it's it's pretty stupid for people to just dismiss Denver altogether because of uh, the loss of Jamal Murray they have the MVP in uh, Jokic and I think he's going to keep them he's going to keep them uh, afloat for a bit Um, I don't know if they win the, the second round but you know, I'll say early prediction uh, is that the Nets and the Lakers, like I said at the beginning of the season, that they're going to go to the finals. Uh, we'll have maybe LeBron's last chance because it seems like, I don't want to say it's father time, but um, usually when he gets an injury, he bounces back pretty quickly, right? You know, it was that year, the year before last when they missed the playoffs and he had an injury or whatever. Um, and then he came back. He didn't miss that many games, but he's missed a lot of games. I think he's only played like 41 games or something with the Lakers. And, I mean, it was a bad injury. Uh, but usually with his recovery, he bounces back pretty quickly. So I, I hope that it was just, um, you know, it was minor and, you know, he's he's back healthy 
next year. So, you know, enjoy the games while you can with some of these older athletes, Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, uh, Derek Rose with the Knicks. Uh, who else we got? Uh, LeBron. Um, and then um, all these other aging guys. Russell Westbrook, while well, he's still athletic, because, you know, he's going to he's gonna go out like Iverson where he just loses his athleticism and can't get to the hole, you know, because he's just, like, fully reliant on, you know, getting blowing past his opponent and getting to the rim. Um, but, you know, he he's, looks like he still has it. You know, a lot of people were saying that he was kind of done in the beginning of the year, but he was injured. So, you know, and, and he's 32, he's going to be 33 soon. Um, so, yeah, enjoy, the, enjoy the, the, the players while you can. And, um, yeah, I'm excited for the playoffs. You know, the season was a little little dull here and there sometimes because, you know, it was a little rushed. Then you had COVID. People were in and out of the lineup. Um, and... Yeah, I just think it's going to be a fun, exciting playoffs, and it's going to feel normal. I think some some of the games are going to have some of the, have some fans in the stands. Um, you know, I think they're going to have fully vaccinated spots. Um, you know, I just got my second shot, and you know, I, f- I feel good for getting it. I'm a little sick after it, but you know, I got it. So in two weeks, I'll be fully vaccinated, and I want to. I just want to go to a, a baseball game, maybe a Giants game, and I want to get in a fight in the stands. I want to go to um, a bar or something and just, you know, get punched in the face. Just want to experience the world again, but not too many people. I don't want to be around too many people in a crowded area. Cause I, I just, I can't, I, I still hate that. I hated that before and I will continue to hate that unless I'm at a sporting event, but I hope that there's like, they still do the social distancing, not because of COVID, but just because I don't fucking want you near me. Right. What's wrong with that? Um, so yeah, busy, busy weekend for basketball. Um, you have the enshrinement like I talked about yesterday or tomorrow. Um, I'm really looking forward to that, and it's probably going to be pretty emotional. Uh, Michael Jordan was emotional with his uh, Hall of Fame speech, and now he has to talk about Kobe, who's no longer here, and you know that's who he looked up to is Jordan. Um, so that'll be tough. Um, and then uh, women's uh, the WNBA started today. Uh, Sabrina Ionescu is playing at four. Or the game already started, so I haven't recorded, so I have to catch up on that. Um, I know a lot of people don't like WNBA, but um, I think it, it's it's a future sport that people are, are going to really pay attention to. You know, besides all the sexist people who just don't think that women can can fucking do anything. But they're they're really good at basketball. Sabrina Ionescu is my favorite player. Uh, she is from, if you haven't seen her play yet, um, you know, she plays for New York Liberty right now. Uh, they're playing on NBA TV, but uh, she's from Walnut Creek. And then she played at Oregon, um, so I, I got a chance to see some of her games live, and she was just like, she's just so fun to watch. She gets all these triple doubles. She's the all-time leading scorer in Oregon uh, school history, and yeah, she's she's a baller. She's really good, um, and yeah, there's just so much talent in that league. Uh, there needs to be more funding, and it needs to be some expansion there because uh, there's a lot of uh, good players and then they end up going overseas to make more money uh, than what they're getting paid uh, in the league. So um, they need to work on their marketing and stuff to get some fans in there because, you know, once people actually watch their games, they'll understand like, oh, you know, these women are for real and it's it's a fun sport to watch. It's obviously it's different than the NBA um, with the physicality and stuff, but the NBA is not really even that physical anymore. You know, they spread the floor and they shoot all these shots and, you know, all these long-range shots and stuff. You know, WNBA does similar stuff. You know, they're not dunking on people or, or you know, doing dirty fouls and stuff. But, you know, they play the right way. And I think uh, I think more people should be watching that and watching women's sports in general. Um, 
I just don't talk about it enough because, you know, people people don't really know what's going on in those sports, and I know it's not something that um, listeners want to. But I think that'll change. You know, people will will start watching it for sure. I think Sabrina in particular, I think she's going to be the future of women's basketball and women's sports in general. She's going to be um, iconic here in in about 10 years. She's going to be looked at like that. I think she'll be on the level of those other um, top-tier athletes that people look to uh, when it comes to women's sports and and sports in general. Um, Just look out for that. And uh, what else did I want to talk about? I think that was it. So um, enjoy your weekend. Good good sports weekend. Um, And thanks for for listening. And I will be back probably next week again um, to talk about uh, the playing and how that went. And then the final standings. Before the playoffs, because like I said, there's still two games left in the regular season for uh, most teams. So there'll be a change in the standings, um, especially in the West, because everyone's so close. But um, yeah, just a quick, uh, quick episode here to a uh, couple updates there. So thank you for listening.